0: Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. Let's go! Let's get this show going, man. Hurry up, hurry up! With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero-G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero.
1: never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum!
0: The Rookie Fever Podcast.
1: We're just having fun and we're working, baby, that's it. baby. come? Wait a
0: Welcome back to Rookie Fever episode 356. Let's talk about some rookie picks. Let's talk about some rookie picks and I'm here as always with the feverish fun ever. What, Feverish a- hey, what it do?
1: We are, are we we're just about it's so weird now cuz we have like the the off games. But we are just about at that 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 halfway point where we like to do a show about where these rookies are halfway through the season. That's where I'm at.
0: He's on Rookie Fever with me. Nobody else So Exil Zero G. <laughs> so, man, oh, man. I feel like we don't have to talk about Tank Dell on the show because we talked about him before the show so much. <laughs>
1: this is, is that, very true. That's is fair. That the new rule. Nathaniel, no, they yeah, want to hear Nathaniel about Tank Dell. Who doesn't want to hear about Tank Dell? <laughs> <laughs> me? <laughs> me? Coming off a wide receiver. He's <laughs> coming off a... Calling off the wide receiver one week is 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 everyone going Dell crazy?
0: <laughs> I think so. I think they're crazy drinking that whole Kool-Aid. Game. That it's, whole game was
1: crazy, man. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, C.J. Stroud is what I want to talk about in that game. Holy shit, C.J. Stroud! Like, yes, am I allowed to get excited I, about him if I'm not excited about Tank Dell, or is or are they mutually
0: inclusive? Well, I I think. You're not allowed to be excited about C.J. Stroud if it took you nine weeks. This long, yeah, I hear you there. Honestly, like uh, we I were talking about him the weeks before that, that. Absolutely. I mean, he was legit. Like he's mm-hmm. been showing signs of this the whole way. And then if you only get excited uh, about primetime games where everybody's watching or um, they have these big games, then yeah, you're you're late to the bus.
1: Yeah. You probably think, already sold him for Bryce Young. I think um, I think these national games. That's a really good point because like Thursdays notoriously are, are rough games to watch, and and then you got your your even your Sunday night and your Monday night where you actually get to watch the entire game of football. Right? You might watch yeah. your home team um, play, and then these games, and that's all we really get to really watch. Like we we all fell in love with this this game that we play because we loved watching football, and I think. With red zone and just ex- the accessibility of stats and what players do, just at your fingertips and your apps and your phones and your all these fantasy fantasy apps, it's just so easy to get information without watching games anymore. So like yeah. when we watch the games we watch, I think you're right. I think we put a little too much stock. Into them, Overreaction
0: yeah There's nothing like the overreaction of I mean you mentioned Sunday as well but I I Think of the Thursday and the Monday night games And there's nothing like the overreaction On both sides of it from like when Players aren't doing as good To where they're going off And sometimes it's just kind of like Where have you been Mm -hmm. Or or there's a lot of Victory laps and there's a lot of People like acting like This is the first time they heard of CJ Stroud Yeah. And I think a lot of people show their cards a little too much and it should start to get easier and easier to cherry pick who you're listening to for advice, but people don't care. People don't
1: care. No, it, it is it is like a vicious cycle, right? Like I think any anyone listening to this show fully expects us to lead the way we just did with Tank Dell and CJ Stroud and basically make a show of it because they were just outstanding rookies this past week. And that's what kind of this show is about. The show is about not looking at small sample sizes and starting to look at the bigger picture, zooming out, if you will, because every week we we zoom in to every single week's performance. And it's, it's hard for even you and I to not get excited about a really great performance. And it's hard for you and I to, to not get crestfallen when we, we see one of our guys like really struggling, um, Mm -hmm. that we like, like Roshan, you know, like, like guys that we like coming into the process. But if you zoom out, I think you do see like a picture that is a little more clear. And, and then some of the things that, you know, when I zoomed out, um, I noticed there's there's, you know, a couple players that maybe we're not talking about enough. You know, I I noticed that like when I was looking at this year versus past years. I mean, you get a handful of rookies every year that actually really, you know, contribute to your fantasy team. Five to ten. Right. We get there four maybe even five rounds of rookie drafts. Five to ten. That's what we get. And on Rookie fever we try to identify who those five to ten are. And this is the time of year, which is why it's fun to do this show where we get our late bloomers. You know, can Quinton Johnson now Johnston? Can he now be that late bloomer? I mean, he's got even a wider path with Palmer going out. You know, yeah. names like mm-hmm. that where Amon Ra were born, and I know I bring up Amon Ra because he's just so top of mind, but a lot of rookies will bloom right here at the second half of the year. AJ Brown was one of those guys. Um, so who who are those rookies? Who are who who's trending up? And I think it's uh it's fun to have an episode like this to kinda look at that bigger picture when we're looking so closely week to week. Yeah. Trade, trade tank Dell for JSN. If
0: you're the dumb guy sending all the tank Dell offers out. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what it, that's, we were talking earlier on the show about annoying trade offers guys. So that, that's kind of where that, that came from. And I think, I think that
0: zero G (laughs) is a little sick of you sending me tank Dell.
1: (laughs) For Maybe a lot, like you guys are crazy. Yeah. Like this is the time, and we talked about this. all will show. This is the time. Let, let's let's leave Tank Dell out of it. If you if you think there's a rookie asset that you um, don't believe is going to be a, a rookie asset for you long term, but you know they just came off a big game, you're not the only one that knows this. <laughs> Everyone in your league yeah. knows this. Everyone in your league feels the same way. So. The, the the correct way to deal with Tank Dell or anyone else, uh, a chain having a sixty point game. Correct way to deal with that is a fair deal. Don't yeah. be trying to get to Chase. Don't be trying to you know don't don't do anything stupid. T Higgins like, in a second. T Higgins in a second. Right. <laughs>
0: Like <laughs> EAD folks, EAD. There,
1: there are there are ways to get a nice return if you uh, if you don't handle it like that. Um, I think yeah, you're seriously, lose I butter. agree.
0: I agree. You should be trying to sell Tank yep. Dell. Yep. But you shouldn't be like your expectations like create no movement and a really crappy orphan team for somebody once you leave the league. And We can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing, I'm fucking leagues, man. I don't know, dude. It's so crazy. <laughs> the
1: other thing I think we're seeing with 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 Stroud, right? Stroud's gonna Stroud's gonna be a dealer, right? Like we know that 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 Stroud is going to be one of those guys. And what do one of those guys mean? One of those guys can distribute the ball to anyone on the team they want. So you're going to get inconsistency. Tank Dale and his size and speed lead to inconsistency. If you look at his first game, he's been nothing more than inconsistent. Now he's had two top rookie, rookie, not not NFL, top three rookie uh, weeks. In other words, he was in the top 12 and he was three twice, week two and week three. That was as close as he was to consistent. After that, he was off the charts until last week, off the charts, not even making rookie rankings, let alone your, your rosters, right? So, so
0: basically three big games have made him a wide receiver three, right?
1: Yep. And that, and that's, that's what zooming out, I think is so important to do. Now there's trends on the other hand, right? Like, um, perfect example. Well, Dalton Kincaid didn't do shit until the last, what changed with Dalton Kincaid? No, Dawson Knox, right? So opportunity was given. So so for me, yeah, uh, you want to get excited about Dalton Kincaid? Yeah, you can start getting excited about Dalton Kincaid. He's had three out of his last four games, all top five finishes, and he has one top three finish. So, And that this is all in the last three weeks. So he's like a good example of someone that is getting hot now that I'm very excited about for the second half of the season. I'm not the only one. I, I know that Dalton Kincaid is... Uh, is definitely getting on people's radars with no Knox. You know what? Knox is coming back, by the way. I was curious about that. No, I don't. We're care. assuming he's never coming back. Is that, is that because we just love Kincaid and we just know that he's going to be the guy and, not, and then Knox is like bleeds in a little bit.
0: Um, I think it's, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself here, but I think it's because it doesn't fucking matter when he comes back. <laughs> like, right. I think that it's kind ladder. of similar to like Dalton Kincaid or, uh, david montgomery and gibbs yep Yep. where like yeah Montgomery's going to come back he's going to be a part of that offense still but gibbs just took over and i think it's similar to that where yeah you you should worry a little bit about knox but not like you did at the beginning of the year like i think dalton kincaid just took over
1: yep um glad you brought up gibbs they're they're very analogous those two the 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 veteran, if you will, in front of them was doing just fine. Yeah. But just fine isn't the genie out of the bottle that is Gibbs and Kincaid. Like You you know you have something.
0: Yeah. We talk about all the time here. Like, well, sometimes you just need that opportunity. And once you get the opportunity, if you do well with it, there could be no looking back. And I think
1: that's kind of where we are with Kincaid. Actually, you could use Addison as a measuring stick for opportunity versus production, right? So Addison was, was doing just fine with Jamar Jefferson, but, but just fine, right? Like he was a wide receiver three. Then he became a wide receiver one when Jamar Jeff, or when Jefferson got hurt. So let me ask the same thing. When Jefferson comes back, does Addison still carry the same type of numbers? Because that's a different situation. I
0: mean, I I don't know. I think Jordan Addison, I'm surprised he was only a wide receiver three with Justin Jefferson because I felt like he was doing pretty good, like always making the top of our list. Um, Yeah,
1: rookie list, yep.
0: I think that he's shown a lot more consistency before Jefferson was gone and what he was doing on the field with Jefferson. Um, I mean, I like Jordan Addison a lot, but I like Justin Jefferson a lot more. You know very much So I think that it prob- Probably returns closer To that especially now with What Dobbs probably a Quarterback as good as he's done I I don't know this is a tough one But yeah. I, I think that Yeah, yeah that, that's a tough one for now I think That Addison is a wide receiver too moving forward Though I think oh, that they can do that
1: I think Addison is one of those five to ten Guys for sure right Um I think we can say Addison's one of those guys. We know Laporta is. We know Gibbs is. Um, these are all. These are all Kincaid. These are all players that we we've, we've already considered. You know, the cream of the crop of this rookie class. And then there's there's other names that are still remain at the top of rookie ranks. For example, one, two, three, four. Rookie number five has only played three significant games. In the last nine, and that's A Chain. Yeah, A Chain. So, A Chain so is somehow still at the top of this list, and, and the somehow comes from an extraordinary week three that we've talked about several times where he scored over 60 fantasy points, but then followed that up with two 30 point performances. Yeah, I think his average is like 30 points a game yeah. or something like that. It's truly unbelievable. Um, and now you have, uh, you know, you have um, an analogous player that people are, are comparing to A-Chain all the time now because he had one big game in Keaton Mitchell. Now, these are players that we have been worried about from the beginning for their size. And these are players that have already missed time because of their size, but they're explosive. Um, really exciting. We've talked about um, A-Chain and possibly moving on from him and Tank Dell and smaller, smaller rookies that, that have already shown that they can't stay on the field but it is pretty extraordinary. Um, I went back and looked at like every year and no one's ever come close to that 60 number in yeah. in every year we've done this dude. Uh, we've had forties. I know uh, Justin Jefferson had a couple forties, even chase Claypool. Remember that really big game. Um, but, but no one's even touched 60. So let's, let's call that what it was and, and we'll never see it again.
0: I mean, I think that, 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 that I think there's like 12 fantasy players that have, Done that ever like done as that? vets, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, the list is short, I believe it. Um, I believe it, and the list is short, but anybody could make it. I mean, Will Fuller's on it for crying out loud. Um, so we can get duped into these. I think that, yeah, a change feels like a really expensive Philip Lindsay to me,
1: hmm, mm. very
0: good. <clears throat> I don't know, and I think those go away,
1: yeah, I don't know, dude. Again, we talked about it last week, that A-chain flip that you did for Gibbs, the timing of it, everything. These are the deals that when you hold too long and you think about this too long and you create false hope for a player that you miss out on. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I, I know for a fact you don't get that deal done last week, this week or next week. Like, it just doesn't happen.
0: So, well, I think a lot of people are waiting to try to move A-chain this week. Because he's coming mm-hmm. back, and people are going to be like, "Oh, yeah, now I can trade him to this team," yeah. but the, it doesn't change the expectations of like his worth is almost more just based on what he did in the couple games that he played versus thinking you're going to get that out of him in the future every single game, and nothing. A <laughs> chain's value isn't going to change now that he's back. Oh no! It, it the i don't know
1: well to your point more failure well to your point during that time other players values changed right yeah and you miss you would miss out on those players now like a chain's value whatever stays the same you know it whether you think it increases because now he's coming back whatever that 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 could be a varying but the thing that doesn't isn't arguable is that other players values are changing in the meantime and and you're missing out on potential deals Fantasy football has gotten harder to talk about because I feel
0: like no matter what I say, people are going to do the wrong thing anyway. And I don't know. It's really weird. I don't wear it on my sleeves quite the same. I just don't have the passion because people would rather fight than be helped. And I'm having all this moment with you on the show right now. <laughs> um, but yeah. There's too much going on on
1: X Twitter and you all follow the wrong people and listen to them. (laughs) We were on uh, HQ together a couple weeks ago and uh, Michael Sipes asked us a question. He asked us about uh, this rookie class compared to other rookie classes. You know, and, and it made me it made me I, my immediate reaction is this is like the best time to ask that question and the worst time to ask the question. The best is because, you know, we we are we are neck in it. Right. We we are right in the middle of the season. It's 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 right around where you you know who the who the good players are and who the maybe players that we were we're going to miss on are. But it's also such a small sample size, <laughs> like a really small sample size. Like I rather use the second half of an NFL season, to be quite honest, than the first half. But we do have to use the first half here on this show, and we do have to use the first half when people ask us that question. Well, I think the first
0: half is what you look at, though, to try to predict what's going to happen in the second half. That's the most. You know, like um, JSN, for example, he's not even on our top 20 rookie list. and But you can also see him creeping up. He, I think, is somebody that's likely in that top 20 rookies, if not the top 12 rookies by the end of the season. Just because you can see his opportunity going up, you can see him doing well with both Lockett and Metcalf on the field at this point. And, and he he's somebody that people kind of frowned upon and might still be tainted. If you look at those weekly averages like some people, or if you look at like even overall points right now, it doesn't quite look like, that exciting.
1: But he's, um, also, he's also, he actually did make the list swag. He's 17 on, okay. um, on our list. And, but if you look at his finishes, he, he, uh, he comes out the gate with a top rookie 20 finish, which you and I both know that's meaningless. Um, shouldn't even probably be written down. Then he does a 16. Again, not even in the top 12. Then he misses three weeks in a row. But then look at the next four weeks. He makes the top ten all four weeks. That's a trend. There's is a yeah. trend that we expected. This is a trend that you're starting to see. And this is what Swags was saying at the top of the show. Use this information before it happens to make things happen. Make your deals more uh, lubricated, if you will. Um, maybe, uh, maybe you know your league mates are onto the fact that that JSN is picking it up. But this is still maybe the cheapest you could ever get them for. I'll yeah. say that. It's not cheap but it might be the cheapest
0: yep what else for now
1: um i found it i found um when i was really looking through this that there's like some consistent players do you remember um preston williams was one of those guys and because we look at it so closely like we we were giving preston williams some love back in the day because he was like he had like this consistent stretch and on, on Rookie Fever, when we give you guys top 12, it, it, it is only compared to rookies, right? So, like, it's more important to look at, like, the top of the top. So, like, we all know Puka, Bijan, Addison, Laporta, Gibbs. We expect those guys to be at the top. And I know this isn't one of, you know, maybe a popular guy, but I think it's a name that I've been bringing up maybe more and more often because I was late on him and I feel like he needs, he still kind of needs a voice. Um, and it's, it's Rasheed Rice kind of popped out again um, on this. He, he, he's, he's made the top 12 several times and he also is trending up. He's and another one, Jaden Reed. He's another guy that's like just hovering around that top 12. I think these are two wide receivers that I'm not saying you're going to turn into Justin Jefferson. I'm saying these are two wide receivers that I think are going to be long-term NFL assets, good assets to have on your team. And And I think that Rushy Rice and Jaden Reed are very gettable. Um, I think you can – Rushy Rice maybe a little less, but Jaden Reed absolutely. These are two names that I feel like we don't – I wasn't talking enough about on Rookie Fever, Jaden Reed in particular, where I'm actually starting to, to – to put feelers out for both players now, and it's it's not bad. The climb is pretty good. Um, but
0: I, what are your expectations for these players um, yep. moving forward? Now, I don't want to yep. know what you're offering. I want to know mm-hmm. your actual expectations because right now, Rasheed Rice is wide receiver 36 on the season, yep. and Jaden Reed is wide receiver 49 on the season. Right? And, I think uh, you- wide receiver 49 doesn't do dick for me. No, nah, no. Nah, nah. Um wide, a wide receiver 3 I think is a very usable asset. So I mean mm-hmm. where
1: where do they go from here to like Yep. I think both Rashie Rice uh, well Rashi Rice sooner than later could be a wide receiver 2 for years. Um and the reason I'll say that is uh they 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 have gone through the experiment of the other wide receivers, the free agents that they brought in, their own rookie picks. Rashie Rice is clearly um, risen to the top out of that pass catching group, I, I yeah. don't think there's any mistake about that. So, and he did that in comparison to Sky Moore. He did that in his rookie year, right? So we all can say that Rashie Rice, I think, is much better than Sky Moore, and we can say that right now. Yeah, and I, I agree can also, with that. and I can also say that most other wide receiver names I'm going to give you, you're going to say, "Well, I still rather have Rashie Rice." And you see that constant increase in snap share. Um, route, route participation everything is le- trending up and of course he's attached to Mahomes you throw that all in I think Rasheed Rice stays there as a wide receiver 2 on fantasy teams for the next 5 years and I think that's incredibly valuable is he a high end wide receiver 2? No I, I don't have those aspirations he's not going to turn into Tyree Kill but yeah. I'll, take, I'll take a consistent we've all been waiting for just one consistent player that isn't Travis Kelsey and I, I think Rasheed Rice can absolutely be that player
0: I would agree with that. I don't think – I just wanted to make get make that clear because I don't want people thinking that you're trying right. to sell Rice as a wide receiver one Not or no. that people should be offering those kind of deals. Yeah. Um, but I could see him being like a low-end wide receiver two. I, I feel like – I'm surprised you brought Rice up and um, let me say why because I feel like people are super into him. Oh okay. And maybe a little bit too much. So maybe I'm reading gotcha. that a little bit wrong. Yeah. Um I don't mind where you put him at all to be clear, but I felt like people see him as one of the next big things, not like just a not just an asset, but the next big things. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel that way. Um and then Jaden Reed, this one's tough for me with Watson and Dobbs, yeah, absolutely. And wondering who's going to be at quarterback.
1: Yep, absolutely. So there's a lot of question on the Rashi Rice thing. There's a lot of stuff we can just take for granted and say, oh, he's on a good team, blah we'll, blah, do all that stuff. But would
0: well, it I, mean, seems how we're still on Rice. I thought of um, even like when you said Stroud, he's good, he can put it anywhere, and I think that's what Mahomes can do too. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. But I think I think Mahomes can do it. And I think Mahomes can also feed a really good wide receiver well. Like we've seen that too, right? We've seen both sides of the spectrum. Um, you know, you include Kelsey in that, right? Like when, when you when you get to the point where you can find open space on your own, um, you're going to be Mahomes' best body. And I, I just think what I just think what Rasheed Rice has been able to do in a short period of time to earn that trust and earn more snaps and earn more route participation, I think we should pay attention to that. I think there's something going on there. So I don't, I just don't imagine what another Tua player. could
0: do for Rasheed Rice. Yeah,
1: yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> look at Tyreek now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, you know, Tyreek Hill came right out and said Tua throws a better ball. Um, but yeah, Jaden Reed, I I think uh, that's why I mentioned Rasheed Rice first, low-hanging fruit. Jaden Reed is, is, is obviously cheaper. We can both agree there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he can... It, a lot more has to fall his way, but I think he has the ability, not the opportunity yet. And I, I tend to, I tend to like lean on ability. Um, we all were really down on AJ Brown because, like, who's going to throw him the ball? And you know, like, they're a run-heavy team. And then AJ Brown did this fine. You know, again, I'm not calling Jaden Reed, AJ Brown, but what I am saying is the opportunity is not going to be as soon as Rasheed Rice opportunity. So Jaden Reed might have to wait a year, but I will buy Jaden Reed and wait. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Jaden Reed has the possibility to be one of those guys that maybe has like a Gabe Davis kind of value at some point. Mm. Um, He doesn't have that now. And you could argue how much you like or dislike Gabe Davis and how much inconsistent he is. But that's kind of like more the vision I see for Jaden Reed is like just a little bit of a like a Gabe Davis kind of feel to him, like where he's going to. He's going to be much more valuable than he is now, but it could be, like, one of those things that really wanes and waxes on his opportunities.
0: That's an interesting one. I can't get excited. Sorry. But you I, can get excited. I get, get what excited. you're saying, though. I, I, yeah. I get it. I get it. But I just um, I can't get excited about Jaden Reed.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm glad you feel that way because it, it gives us um, maybe the start the a watch maybe, I, maybe 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 yeah. now maybe now is when we start to watch and we'll see like you know do the Jaden revives vibes i'm feeling just have to do with uh you know me just wanting to find a diamond in the rough or is there there's something legit here so we'll look at it a little closer
0: i, I mean i think he's gonna be around the nfl yeah um but
1: more like a like a michael gallup type
0: yeah, like a different, yeah. different gem or jewel, maybe,
1: not like quite Gallic's a Dallas' Like has been around this whole time, right? Dallas <laughs> has been around this whole time. He's been okay. Like, you know, that kind of player. Yeah. No real value. Yeah, I mean, that's in his range of outcomes for sure, dude. Like, if you like Watson even a little bit, and I love Dobbs, um, Musgrave is coming on, and then Love is kind of declining. You know, like, yeah. dude, are they in the quarterback <laughs> market? Like, it's a dangerous place to invest. Um, but he has uh, – he has shown enough for me to at least put him on, like, I guess a scouting list, if you will, or put some, like, offers out and see if I can get him thrown into a trade because he's that kind of player. Where Rashi Rice is not that kind of player. No. Um, they fell just on the top 20 guys, just so you know, because I know Swags and I are looking at it. One, two, 12 and 11. 12 and 11. So they're, they're right on top of each other there. Thank you. Um, and I think. Number fifteen might even appeal to you a little bit more than maybe both. Michael Wilson? Are you in on Michael Wilson here at, at, at slot fifteen?
0: Yeah, I, I would uh I would take Michael Wilson straight up over Jaden Reed. Um yeah. I'd even feel like that was a crappy offer. Yeah. And I should give yep. you like Jaden Reed plus for Michael yep. Wilson. Um I think the We might not get to see it this weekend. Uh, If Kyler's back, we we might not even have Michael Wilson this weekend. But I think that
1: we could grow to like that connection, yeah. Is Michael Wilson hurt? He's a little banged up. Something with shoulder, I thought. um, Because you and I have a matchup where I'm throwing three rookies at you. I don't know if you saw that on the show sheet. I want to throw Michael Wilson, Josh Downs, both questionable, by the way, (laughs) and Dalton Kincaid at you. And uh, and most of that is because I have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith and Mostert on a buy. Um, but I, I was kind of excited to start Michael Wilson this week. That and I knew it's probably like you said, even if Wilson plays, like it's Kyler's first game back, and you know the expectations should, should calm down a little bit. But we we both like Michael Wilson. I guess is the point. I'm looking at it now, but I, I think he's banged up. Let me get on there. Yeah, you're gonna help me set my lineup. So. So let's see. <laughs> if I can't this is this this is this is stuff that you guys all have to deal with, right? So if I can't start Michael Wilson, I'm gonna have to start Noah Brown, Elijah Moore. That's about it, ladies and gentlemen. Elijah yeah, just as he's questionable. Yeah. So hopefully, doesn't it doesn't give a lot of goes.
0: information. It's it is the shoulder, but Mm. Limited at practice all week. You don't want to see mm. that with the rookies. No, definitely. Like, not. like I won't care if you tell me Jamar Chase is limited at practice all week. Yeah, I agree. Won't even bat an eye. If he plays agree. You, you want to start him, but guys like Michael Wilson. Um
1: I was looking at um what those top rookies do in a year. Um for example, Barkley, three hundred and eighty-five points. Um let's see here. We got Miles Sanders, 218 points, Justin Jefferson, 274, Jonathan Taylor, 252. So right around that two to 300 mark is like the studs or the cream of the crop. So I extrapolated out um, our top 10 rookies to see who could hit that mark. And 200 or more, there were seven rookies that were able to hit that mark. And I think if I give you the seven rookies that were able to hit that mark, there's going to be some people that you're going to say, well, they're not going to hit that hookah for example, if you extrapolate Puka's season out, he will have 318 points by the end of the season. We've seen a cool off, right? So I doubt he'll make it to 318. Bijan. Now, Bijan, I think, is fair, right? Bijan's been pretty consistent, at times even underwhelming, even missed a game because he's being sick. He's extrapolated out to be 266, would be a fine rookie season, and I think he can accomplish that. Addison, same thing, fairly consistent, like you were saying. He was still serviceable with Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's not around, and he's studly. And if extrapolate his out, he'll be 266. That's another guy. Laporta, absolutely believe, could finish with over 250 points at the tight end position. Then you got number five, Gibbs, 251.8. That might even be higher swags. If he's averaging what he is averaging in the beginning of the season, he might actually be able to eclipse 251, which would be... Elite, So Gibbs is a nice grab for you. And then you get the other two, A-Chain and Tank Dell with limited, uh, what should we say, consistency. Uh, Both round out over 200 points rest of the season. But I would have a hard time believing that A-Chain and Tank Dell can do that just because of their inconsistency. Like we're going to see bad games from Tank. And who knows if we'll get to see A-Chain for the rest of the season. He could get hurt again. But the one thing I can promise you is he's not going to throw 60s up. So I think A-Chain might fall down on that. But then there's some fringe players like Josh Downs, Zay Flowers. These are guys that are, are right at that 200 eclipse. So these are our, our rookies to watch to see if uh, they can pe- be a part of that special 5 to 10 that we, we seem to see every year. I don't think they will be. Yeah. Who, who like, Downs in particular. Flowers, yeah. like,
0: I don't think they will be. Like, I think that yeah. they're kind of just doing what they're going to do. I, uh, They're... Undersized guys, you should be completely happy with as your wide receiver three. They might mm-hmm. end up as wide receiver twos in their career. Gotcha. Um, I could see Dalton Kincaid maybe rising up. Yep. Into that, Gibbs Laporta will stay. I, I uh, JSN will have more points than take Dell, A Chain, Josh Downs, Zay Flowers. Nice. Um, he, I could see rival Jordan Addison by the end of the season and um i'm certain of these things
1: (laughs) (laughs) i love that you said that because you do you do talk with a lot of confidence sometimes but at the well often but but and and then i think that's what makes that makes me want to buy in and but the first thing i was thinking about with jsn just 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 to ask you real quick um, I would say from a talent level absolutely dude I can I can't imagine that 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 he doesn't that, that he doesn't pop off like he's trending that way but I'm still having a hard time envisioning exactly how I just I just like cuz he's going to need like a pretty big run to to get up there uh, point wise and I think that this it would I don't know man I'm just looking for the opportunity I need to see like I know that he can um, show more than he's showing now with with no additional opportunity, just by being a part of the system. But well, I mean, he's through his bye week. Mm-hmm.
0: Before his bye week, his his most points he had was week two with eight point four points. Mm. Since then he's since he's been back from the bye week, it hasn't gone under double digits. Okay, once he's been targeted more, the opportunities he's had have either been better opportunities or he made better of them right he has he hasn't had any he's had 263 yard games and those are his highest yardage games so i would like to see that go up a little bit but um i mean yeah he has a ways to go to catch catch addison for example but so, like
1: like for example like when mm, when when is he going to have a 10 target game do you know what I mean? Like I just if don't
0: he, it'll if he does it'll be one time this season. Yeah, it's not gonna that,
1: happen a lot. Right. That that's that's what I'm struggling with. Like I'm struggling with like because like as much as we wanna believe that just great wide receivers are the ones putting up all the digits, it's it's wide receivers that are getting like eight to twelve targets that, you know, just will constantly put up fantasy production. And and right now in that that, that stretch that you were talking about, week six through nine, he averaged Less than five targets per game? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at uh, receptions. He averaged six targets per game. And it, the efficiency would just have to be off the charts for him to, to do a lot with just six targets per game. Um, so that's, that's kind of where my head's at. That, that has to change. So when that changes, I think you're going to see everything you're talking about. And that could be a DK injury, a, tr- uh, a, tr- um, a locket injury. Um, I think it has to be. I really do. I think Lockett's still very good. I think he's still a very good wide receiver, and he's in the way. And we've said that since day one, so it's not like uh, – but I, I just have a hard time thinking he's going to even – with just the uh, – does he have nine games left? Yeah. With the nine games he has left, just um, take his 29 catches and 272 yards and just like triple or quadruple that. Um, I mean, that's kind of where I am with him, but I still love the player.
0: Yeah. And I'm surprised at looking at some of this – I'm surprised how many targets Josh Downs has gotten in a couple of his games when mm-hmm. I look at this a little deeper and deeper.
1: It's ridiculous, and, actually. And they have Pittman, you know? So, like, it's it's he's, as they like to say, earning those targets. Um, there's a bigger, stronger, probably better wide receiver out there with them that's getting more than him. But, you know, he does have a 12-target game and a 9-target game and an 8-target game. and They, you know, so they he,
0: do, you know, and you can look through their stats and cherry-pick. And, and I mean, that's what I'm looking at now, but they they also have those, like, one-target games, five-target games, four-target games. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it would be crazy for JSN to – I think the craziest thing I said was that he'll rival Jordan Addison by the end of the season. Yeah, that would be yeah. Everything else, Tank Dell, like Del, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs. I uh I don't give a shit about those guys, honestly. Well, let's, like, well, let's
1: put it in perspective, right? Josh Downs only has the the, the four hundred and eighty three yards, and Tank, or um, yeah, that's Josh Downs. Sorry, um, the guy that we were just talking about, um, oh my Edison? god, so I blanked. No, the guy that you um, hold on, Tank Dell. I don't give have... you something to cut out now. Um, um shit. It's blind. Zay Flowers I don't I don't know,
0: man. Yeah. Maybe we move on.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't care about wide receiver threes, man. They help us. We want them on our teams, but with the excitement that young wide receiver threes get this day and age for just doing a little bit and like victory laps off modest games, I'm I'm I guess I'm just fine like getting rid of Tink Dell, Josh Downs, Zay Flowers, Rasheed Rice,
1: all those guys. And what wide receivers are you not getting rid of in this class?
0: Um, Puka, JSN, Addison. Um, it's a kinda short it, list. Right? Yeah, it's kind of it. But, know, the, but, but it is a short but list. But Also, this is presumably based on what I feel the excitement is. Is mm-hmm. towards the players, yeah, and what I, I feel like I could move on for. If if I'm far off on that um, and completely wrong, I'm no. I'm I'm not saying they're trash. They can help you on a team. I agree with Finero on that. Wide receiver threes are viable to us with as many roster spots as we're starting. But I think I can do just as good with another player with what I'm predicting the masses value these guys at because they're attached to. Someday, Anthony Richardson, Lamar Jackson, you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. I think people get excited
1: about that. Like Jacoby Myers, right? Nobody likes Jacoby Myers. Uh, I would absolutely yep That's trade. What I'm saying yep. those players four, for right?
0: the wide receiver fifteen yep on the season in yep. Jacoby Myers, who yep. you all hate. He's 26 mm-hmm. years old yep and you don't like his quarterback. He has what he almost put up a thousand yards last year. That pisses you off. So, you don't want to have him on your team. <laughs> um, he can't do it even though he's doing better this year. That pisses you off. So, you don't yeah. want him on your team. But you, the only reason you really don't want him on your team is because not enough people agree with you about it on social media and you don't feel comfortable doing that on your own because you're listening to fantasy football advice from a show that wants to make sure they fit in.
1: Statistically, Jacoby Myers has (laughs) more fantasy points than any of those players um, this year. And like you said, is older, Um, but he's only 26. I said only, yeah, but it's only 26. No, I'm saying like older than rookies, but young. Yeah. Like, you know, I still remember uh, Jacoby Myers rookie season. It wasn't that long ago. Um, So like for me, I brought up that name because I this is a this is a a fantasy asset that, like you said, nobody wants that can put points in your lineup that you could easily get plus for some of these names that we're throwing out there. Yeah. And it's based on that 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 height that rookies have. And uh, don't be afraid to cash in on it. Yeah. A lot can also like as much hope as you have and that's what it all comes from right like we have we there's so much unseen with a rookie that you get excited and you just fill it with all the positive that could all be negative too we've seen great great fantasy assets like Justin Fields just get wrecked value wise in a very short period of time you don't think a rookie wide receiver that's putting up 400 yards halfway through the season could get wrecked next year yeah like just wrecked like the out of the league kind of wrecked yes they can so be careful what you're filling that balloon with.
0: Bajon Robinson is running back 14 uh, on the season with a crappy coach and Tyler Algier taking touches. And you hate Bajon Robinson. You guys hate him <laughs> at RB14, seeing everything that's happening, and him still being an RB14. And you're like, yeah, maybe he's a bust. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Maybe you're a bust. Yeah. <laughs> and wide receiver 14 you guys
1: hate these days you spoiled brats it's it's funny the expectation versus what actually happens can really devalue a player and conversely really value a player right like we love players that are underrated that 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 are cheap in our rookie drafts that to oh, yeah. really really I well for it but conversely like Abijon i mean that. john robinson that's supposed to be rb1 in his rookie right. season like yep. zayvon barkley was well RB14 is not good enough, Swags. No. It's not. It's not. It's a massive failure. But they can't see through the smoke. No. Right? I mean, I don't think that coach lasts the season.
0: And even if he does, Rookie Fever is primarily a dynasty show. And I think a lot of the the stuff – you know what I mean? Like Even if Arthur Smith does last the season, like I don't think he'll be there next year. No. I I agree with you. I don't think he should – Less another week, yep. But I'm starting to get worried about that Finero. Yeah. They, they're going to hold on to him for the season. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't.
1: I don't quite get it. But change is coming to our point. This is Dynasty. Whether it's in the next eight games or next year, like what kind
0: of information? Does Arthur Smith have on somebody? I
1: don't know, man. It is odd. It is truly odd. But we say this every year, man. Every year we 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 are like, why is Nick Chubb not in? Why are we dealing with Carlos Hyde? Like, what? Why is this? Why is Gibbs not out there? Why are we not? You know, we do this every year with running backs.
0: Yeah, Each but don't have his this day. is the the Falcons are an outlier to that. It's not just the running backs. It's how he's using. Pits, uh, everything, yeah. London, I the whole entire team, he's like, Yeah, I know we drafted him there, but fantasy football, <sighs> <There's some pretty laughs> nice fantasy football, man. He, like, I don't know, is, dude. It's just, it is a little crazy. Um, he's like one of those people that really needs to have beat in life,
1: he's <laughs> put in his place, if you will. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> you're like, not good,
0: <laughs> just I don't know. He, I bet he's a bully. He
1: might be. Probably drafted Iowa. Tank Dell yeah. in his yeah. rookie
0: drafts at one oh two because, you know. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just having a harder time getting excited about the second half of this list this year. Yeah. And I think it's because we see a lot of what we expected to see in the top half of the list where it's like Gibbs, um, Laporta, Addison, John Robinson. And then we didn't expect to see Puka like that, Mm -mm. but I think Puka's legit.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm going to, can, can, all right. So we're, we're looking at, we're looking at a list of 20 and, 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 and at the bottom of the list is a Demario Douglas, a uh, Demarcado, a Roshan Johnson. You can kind of see why Swaggs is feeling the way he's feeling, right? Um, anyone on this list and, and, uh, I, that you think will absolutely be? Because these, these are way replaceable, right? Roshan Johnson hasn't done anything all season. Uh, Herbert's coming back. Like he, he could drop off the 20, he's at 18 already. Demarcado's time is, 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 is gone. With Connor coming back. Um, maybe Douglas hangs on to a bottom 20 spot fine, but Quinton Johnson, right? Quinton Johnson with this opportunity, he's got to make it in the top 20. Top 20 of rookies. I'm not saying he's a top 20 wide receiver, right? He's got to make it in the top 20 of rookies. Or can't he? Because he's so far behind already.
0: Mm, Well, some (laughs) of these players don't have that many points, no, mean, it could be they really a don't. quick fall off to any of them And they could yes. become stagnant Roshan Johnson, I wanted to see what happens Second half with a little bit more opportunity I think mm-hmm. we forget that he was banged up And some of the time we wanted him to start to take over right. He hasn't shown what we want To see But this is a banged up team Hasn't even had their quarterback on the field To open up the field a little bit more I think that would help Um it's a it's a team playing from behind most of the time. That's not when you're ever going to like fully utilize your running backs to control the clock, things like that. They're they're having to air it out to even try to stay in yep. games. Sure, it would be ridiculous to be pounding it all the time if you're the Chicago Bears. Um, I I would. Quentin Johnson, though, man. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to say, man, because I feel like Quentin He's Johnson tough. is at this point in the midseason where he could all of a sudden just start to figure it out, or it's just what it is. He's that bus wide receiver that was drafted too early in the rookie drafts. Jonathan Mingo, Quentin mm-hmm. Johnston, you know, like it's easy to put like the Treadwells and some of those guys behind us and Nikhil Harry Corey Davis, some of these like top drafted rookies that we we argued for for too long. Um, that said, I'm still sending offers out for Quinton Johnston, you know. But I'm absorbing the risk, so I'm paying less today as I would have then, you know. So he's a tough one. I don't think he's been given
1: the complete opportunity yet, no. or done that well with it. Quinton Johnson has 29 total fantasy points. 128 total yards 14 catches and he's rookie 31 so there's nowhere to go but up and we do know that there's an opportunity coming whether they give it to him we don't know right we'll know that this Sunday Mm -hmm. will he actually become you know uh, a six to eight target guy this coming Sunday with no Josh Palmer I would assume so um but I don't want to assume that they have you know they have they have Eckler. They have um, Everett. They they can spread the ball out if Quentin Johnson's not ready. But the thing I am uh, very interested to see is, will they trust him? And if they don't, that does speak volumes. If they're down this many wide receivers and they still can't give Johnston six to eight targets, I'm going to get more worried about you know trying to want to buy that asset.
0: Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I'm looking up. Uh, so, so, I mean, Palmer is rookie season. He only had 353 yards. <laughs> <laughs> you know what That's I mean? Not it's good. not like yep. yeah, everybody remember. was like, yeah. "Look at this stud coming up," you know. And
1: yep, no, I, um, no, I don't think he ever was that. But I'm just, just
0: my point is that it doesn't have to be over for Quinton Johnston just because of his rookie season, and even okay. even last year, no, I mean, Palmer right. had um, seven hundred sixty nine. It's a better season. Sixteen games played, mm-hmm. eleven starts, and he's kind he's not even really. Pace in that this year, Palmer's probably not going to have the numbers he had last year, and that's without a Michael Williams most of this season.
1: Right? Yeah. No, I'm not a big Palmer fan. I I just think if they're starting Palmer over Quentin Johnston, I think that says something about Quentin Johnston. That's all. Especially like if you're saying Palmer's not all that. Right? Like it would be different if if they're putting in a stud wide receiver, too, over Quinton Johnston, and he just has to wait. They're actually making choices to start a Palmer over Quinton Johnston. That's what I'm concerned about. My point was
0: more that I think Palmer's probably more acclimated to the offense right now, probably proven himself a little bit more. He has taken snaps when either Keenan or Williams was out. Uh, maybe a little bit more trusted i mean he, this is something that you spoke of when the michael williams first happened mm-hmm. is that you'll probably actually see some palmer more mm-hmm. and because of x y and z and and that actually is what happened
1: yep um but now that he's gone what happens that's what i that's what i care most about now i just can't imagine like so he has a season high six targets um and that was 2 weeks ago and outside of that, he's averaging two point five. I just want to see that go back to six to eight. That's all. I'm not even saying he has to do anything with it. Yeah. But I, I just you if I if volume. I start hearing about some other freaking wide receiver on that team that's like playing ahead of him, like that's just gonna yeah. worry me. Is all I'm saying. Like I just like I get what you're saying. I totally do. Like I I made the same thing. I said the same thing for Sky Moore. He's just not ready for the offense. It's gonna be next year. Just wait. And I and I did that. And you got out of your Sky Moore, and I'm stuck with Sky Moore. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just starting to feel that, like, like I just I don't want to feel it. Like I want Sunday, I want Quentin Johnson to to have a good game. I really do. I want him to have seven, eight targets, 60, 70 yards. That's it.
0: Yeah, for That's her it. To no touchdowns.
1: Yep, no touch. I just want to see that they're going to use him because they have no choice, and that he can and that he can step up a little, mm-hmm. like not like not being an embarrassment. Because like right now they're hiding him. And yeah. I just, I just want to see him, you know, no, I, just, I get I just, it.
0: He's looking more and more like a bust every week.
1: Yeah. yeah I, and, and this week I think is his big week. I think this is like, and, and, and I'm not, not going to call him a bust after this week. I'm not, I'm just going to get exponentially more concerned because like you can't have a bigger opportunity than he's going to get right now. He can't have every wide receiver out. I would actually argue this is his best opportunity with Keenan in than yeah. if he was the only wide receiver out there. I think that's a horrible opportunity. He I think he has, his best opportunity is this Sunday. And I just no, want to see Yeah, something. for sure. Please, I want to see it. I want him to succeed.
0: I will start him in every league. I roster him in just for you. Excellent. I like it. Um, just to see, just to see what yeah. happens, dude. The I want to see with, it. And all the time, I I mention like the fixatious hold and mm-hmm. things like that. So the then I get to this conversation with you today, and i feel like everybody hates quentin johnston at least a little bit more than i do
1: mm, okay
0: um and hate's right? a big word but for show's right. sake we'll stay there. i got you i got you. and so i mean what's the out for me at this point if i want to get rid yeah. of quentin johnston yeah. i feel like yeah people aren't offering me shit. Yeah. you know Yep. um that's fair to, and but to be fair I haven't really tried to move on from him because this is my perception maybe I'm wrong uh, maybe I could maybe there are people that on non-contenders that would want to hold you know what I mean or think mm-hmm. they see a future and I could get some points out of their lineup I just feel like the out is almost offensive. Like, yep. I don't just want a third. I don't just want to dive. I'm not the guy that just wants nah. a bunch of third round picks to dive into a rookie draft and hope that I get Puka. Mm-hmm. That you know what I mean. That's of course rare. Yep. yep. Um, and I don't feel like anybody's going to give me a second.
1: I, I think I think you absolutely owe it to your first round draft pick um, to to give it another eight games. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm not moving on for a second. I still want my original investment even with what he did. I still and that's yeah. why he would stay on my team because no one's going to give you a first. Yeah. Not yeah, them. I don't even know if you'd get a top half second right now. Though. I'm not sure you can. Projected. I'm not I'm yeah, it's 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 tough. Yeah. So and that's where I'm at with mm-hmm. Yeah, no it's good that I, I think it's good the context you brought it up in because you said, you know, several times, like, you know, you were not that guy, you know, that you, you almost get annoyed with the, you know, you can come up with excuses all day to hold that player. But what are they doing? You know, and you could, you could throw that on yourself. But I think that's a good way to kind of sum up this show is that looking at rookies week to week is an incredibly, if you want to talk about a microscope? I don't know. There's there, there's something like that can look even closer than a microscope. I'm sure there is um this is this is now that we have eight weeks of data like this is now a small story that we could look back on and say okay this is what we're getting this is who's rising up this is who's falling but it won't be until the end of the year that you truly know and um and opportunities ebb and flow and quinton johnston's opportunity is this weekend um yeah you know we thought it was there with mike williams but we also could see a world where josh palmer like you said who's been a part of the system for years just makes more sense well you don't have that card anymore you're gonna have to play a lower card so maybe that lower card surprises you with opportunity i've seen that happen a lot where coaches underestimate their own talent on their team and then when they get out there they're like oh shit we can do this with him let's just do that yeah um yeah
0: no, I agree. And you yeah. don't know what, what's going on in locker rooms. Yeah. You don't know who's all talking. You don't know what kind yeah. of personalities are mm-hmm. meshing. For all you know, like they're having conversations, and Quentin Johnston understands his career path for better yep. or for worse, much better than we do at this point.
1: Yep. They might have came in with a plan. I know they did that um – with Jameson Williams, you know, because he had the injury coming in, they had a plan. It's just like, yeah, even when you're healthy, we're going to use you, but we're only going to use you a little bit. We're going to ease you, and we really need you next year. I mean, they might have they might have looked at the roster and said, you know, Quentin, you're 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 going to get a much bigger role next year. Your job your job this year is to study this amazing wide receiver Keenan Allen and learn everything that you can from him, so that when you go out, you succeed we and want you to succeed.
0: Then looking back at rookie drafts, I think most of your options in that area, I think most of us were kind of like Quentin Johnston, Zach Charbonnet area. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah. I yep. don't I wouldn't say I feel And I have both of them, to be fair. And I made those choices. That was an easy example for me because I know I even tossed and turned with some of those. Right. I don't feel right or wrong with either of those moves at this point. Like, neither of them have. I mean, I think Kenneth Walker is going to be... I think you could buy Kenneth Walker just because people want Zach Charbonnet to happen (laughs) so bad. That is weird. But I think that he is the running back there on that team. Yeah, they've shown that. Um, And... um, I think that it at this point, Quentin Johnston doesn't need another injury to get his opportunity. So I think that we'll see what's going to happen with him pretty quick here. Quinton Johnston or Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid. Pretty easy. Uh, they're in the same range. But Kincaid started to show.
1: Yeah. No, I meant like in rookie draft they were going oh, around the gotcha. same spot. So you might've missed out on Kincaid. You didn't care about his A flowers.
0: Man. I didn't this off season. It was all about shitting on tight ends for me. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I it you. was
0: really hard for me to get into Laporta or Kincaid at the prices they were going for in rookie drafts. And that was yep. a, that's a big regret for me. Um, I still feel the same about tight ends. Seeing these guys, though, like <laughs> I do, do it right away in the yeah. rookie drafts and in their rookie seasons, excuse me. And right. um, I'm excited about both of them. I wish I had some Sam Laporta for sure. But there's still tight ends. It's still fluky. Like, you still hear people complain about, like, the bad Mark Andrews week, the bad Kelsey week. Like, it's, mm-hmm. tight ends are still going to be the flukiest positions. They can also win it for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. but um, this offseason was definitely my off season to totally
1: be sick of tight ends. <laughs> and uh, it didn't didn't pay off for me. I think this might realistically be like, we might be living a time where five years from now, we're going to say, remember that class of tight ends. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be like that. Like when yep. we remember Saquon Barkley and Chubb and all those guys being in the same class, we st- we always look back at that and go, wow, remember the running backs that came out in that class. Yeah. And the reason I bring this up is because I'm supporting your point that it's rare. And because it happened, it's <laughs> less likely to happen again anytime soon and it still is just special so enjoy yeah. it um and if you got a couple shares i know you bought a kincaid when you still could you bought a gibbs when you still could i don't know no why LaPorta. i switched to running back uh, but yeah no laporta here either um and uh you ain't getting them now and that's and that's just
0: him. because he's a tight end five yep <laughs> you know yep. like that's a rookie um yeah <laughs> that's which volume. is awesome yep. don't get me yep. wrong but he's tight end five as, and as and then you have Kincaid old. at tight end 13. <laughs> but man, he's been tossed the ball 45 times and he's brought in 40 of them. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's, he's what we thought he was. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the moral of the story. <laughs> I'm like on the edge of know. my seat. I
1: don't even know. <laughs> um,
0: this, we're, we're just here for your fantasy glory. Yeah, pretty
1: much yeah (laughs) and the shit on little guys and the shit on little guys i'm five dude it's just
0: not how i build my teams (laughs) and like for the most part like i always most of my teams are six or above like i can see a playoff path in most of most of my teams and it's not by chasing little dudes there you go i don't know there you go or outliers yep Outliers. Outliers is probably better to say than Little yep. Dudes. I We're agree. offending little dudes all over the place. All all little dudes are offended right now. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. He is at Art or, uh, uh, oh. He is at Artvark TV. I am at Swagzilla Zero G. This is at Rookie Fever and we are out. When you kiss me when you hold me tight I'm spot, not ideal Wait, what's break out? a full rookie fever stage Romeo, love, Juliet